Hello, this is Melissa, and it is Real History, July the 6th, 2023. And today I am joined by Darren in South Africa and Petrosito, who is also from South Africa. And Darren mentioned him at length. He had met him at a bed and breakfast and was very impressed with the work that Petros was doing in his organization to bring attention to farm attacks and farm murders in South Africa. And one thing that Darren thought was that Petrus was a farm manager. That means the person who is in charge of the operation of a farm. But Petrus has told us that that was not his job, and so I'm just going to dive in, introduce you to Petrus, and he will tell you what he was doing and how he got involved in this work and started his organization. Hello, Petrus. Hello, thank you very much, Melissa, and thanks all to the South African International. And also I'd like to say to, to, to thank God who chose me to become an activist to fight and also to expose the government of South Africa that they killed the farmers. I started to be an activist in 2018 when this vision came to me. I it, it, it started 2010, but I ignore this calling. And can I you ask myself? Petros, can you tell me a little bit about what happened in 2010, the, these first uh, inklings that you were being called to do this work? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I'll talk it because I said to you that, that uh, in 2010, there's uh, this calling, maybe this vision that I, I've seen dreaming that I must go and help South Africa as well, but we have seen the South African, they wanted to change the Section 25 to take the land by expropriating Section 25 to the farmers. Now, in, in 2010, or before 2010, the, there was uh, more killings of farmers here in South Africa, but I ignore that calling. But in 2018, I take the decision that I'm going now to resign as a past manager, to become an activist, whether I'm going to fight or to be a voice of voiceless farmers here in South Africa, because we've got the organizations, we've got the political parties, the unions, but they, they don't do anything about the farmers, farmers and farm workers. Here in South Africa, I want to clarify, the farmers here in South Africa, we've got a black, white, Indian color here in South Africa. Now, I'm the first one here in South Africa to interview the victims, whereby they call me to come when, the, to when there's farm attack. When I interview the victims, they will tell you that Pietras, when we came here in the house, they were already here in the house, and uh, they had handcuffed us, and they took two-year-old children, child. They took a two, took two-year-old old child, they put him on an oven of stove. Then they make the stove on, then they can they put his head inside. Maybe, like maybe if you bake it. When the, the child, she, he or she's crying, and these attackers, they need money. They need money, they need weapons. Whereby the parents, they don't want to, 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 to disclose the information, where is the money. But when the child, he or she is crying, then they'll make sure that the family or, or the parents, they will be close to, uh, to tell them the truth. Where is the money, where is the, the weapon. But let me tell you, the farmers here in South Africa, they don't, most of them, they don't uh, have money in the house. Because they have seen that these attackers, because they attack them, because there's some, there's some of the politicians, the leaders here in South Africa, they mislead 
the majority, the majority of black people here in our country. I'm, I am in South Africa. I'm a black person, but I've seen those things. Okay, now, Petros, ma- sleep, Pe- okay, okay, that's what I wanted to know. You were saying that the politicians mislead the black people, and so you're about to tell us that, how they do that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there is a song called, uh, sung by one of the political leaders, Kill the boar, kill the, kill the farmer. And let me tell you, and they sing the song, kill the boar, kill the farmer, and they say that they are going to take the land by force. Okay, so the, the boar is the Afrikaner. That is the one who is descended from the original Dutch settlers. Is that correct? Kill the boar, kill the farmer? This is the song? And this was sung by a politician. Crowds of supporters are rallying behind ANC Youth League President Julius Malema as he stands trial on a charge of hate speech brought by the civil rights group AfriForum over his singing of a struggle song containing the lyrics, Kill the Boer. Youth League members from as far as Limpopo have been bused to Johannesburg to support their leader outside the South Gauteng High Court. We as the Youth League of Limpopo, we did came here in this court to support Julius Malema because we don't see that Julius Malema is guilty on the charges that they're trying to can make against him. We cannot afford to allow these white people to charge our president for singing a revolutionary song which has been sung for the past 90 years. As we are speaking now, as we are standing here today, the ANC is about to reach 100 years. And the ANC Youth League, is a, it's almost 66 years. Then how many leaders has been charged before President Judas Malema? A charismatic Malema addressed the crowds at the end of his third day in court on Wednesday, 13th of April. He spoke confidently, saying that they should continue to sing ANC struggle songs. He later sang the controversial song to ecstatic crowds, but changed the lyrics from Kill the Boer to Kiss the Boer. We must be focused, we must defend the song, we are going to win because we are children of winners, like Mama Winnie Matixela Mandela. Therefore, we must never be demoralized. We are going to fight until these songs are protected and we can sing them free. That is what we fought for. Comrade Winnie has remained a friend, a mother of the ANC Youth League. And we are proud of her because she's not ashamed, unlike others, to associate with this revolution. The revolution to defend the legacy, the heritage, the history of the people of South Africa. Time will come when we will remind everybody who we are and that uh, nobody is going to push around with us. Comrades, let's all respect the court proceedings and as we march here outside, demonstrate, protest in support of our song, 
we must be disciplined. We must not give these Mickey Mouses outside a reason to speak bad about us. This song, this song called into a sing by uh, the EFF leader Julius Malema, and he changed it. He said to the court, he said that it's kiss the boy, kiss the farmer, and and he's lying. And we know that. Uh, I speak to the lot of South Africans. There's there's some of the interview that I've made today, and I record that member of uh, of EFF. This um, we were talking about why the minority of South Africa, the white people, they must be killed here in South Africa. And he have told me, and I don't know that guy. He said, no, we, we have listened to our leaders. We have, we have listened to, them, to, to the, our leaders of our politicians that the, uh, the white people, they must be killed. You understand? Now, there's some of them, I can tell you, some of the scene where they killed a farmer. When I go there, there's nothing has been stolen. Nothing has been stolen because of the color, because of the white and, and and because of they want to take the land by force. That's number two, which means they hate the white people and also they want to take the land by force. Now, our government, if I can check this thing, because I'm speaking the truth. Sorry when I say that I'm speaking the truth. This political, political, political leaders, they mislead the South African black people. They know that beggars can be choosers. Why I'm saying that? Because most of the majority of black people, they are poor. And they know that when they, they mislead them, of maybe they, when they give them a T-shirt of 350 per month, they will, they will listen to them. When they give them food parcel, they will listen to them. That's why by next year, we are going to vote for the national election, whereby we will see some of the poorer, poorest people here in South Africa, majority black people, they're going to be bribed by 350, they're going to be bribed. By, the, by food parcel and t-shirts and also the, the, uh, this say that we're going to take the land by force, we're going to take the land by force who? to the farmers and let me tell you the majority of farmers here in South Africa they are white people there are some of black people who are farmers there are some of Indian and colors they are farmers but the majority they are white people I can tell you some of the incident uh, I think three weeks back there's a lot of farmers, white people, they've been killed. Yes, there's one incident that is happening whereby a, a former, a black man, he, he was being killed in the farm. But the most farmer attacks during January till now, the most of them, they are white people who have been killed here in South Africa. I can tell you many things, many things whereby one of the farmers in Kesaten, they tried the police, now I'm talking about the police of South Africa. They want to take him out the, uh, in the farm. They want to take the, his farm. I interviewed that farmer. I think it was also uh, three weeks back. Whatever he said to me, Petrus, those police, they came to my house. And luckily my wife, she was not there. And they said to me, we are going to look at the illegal guns. And he told, he told them that, guys, I don't have illegal firearms. Now, they searched the house. They handcuff him, they beat him, and they tell him that you, the white man, you are going to leave this farm. And they took him. They took him and put him in the cell, in the prison cell, whereby they arranged an inmate to rape him, to rape him. They arranged an inmate to, I mean, to rape him. You know what? It is bad that is happening here in South Africa. And let me tell you, we need God, and God needs us. We must not uh, stay in the corner and cry. We must stand up, say South Africa. Enough is enough. Men Africans say, genoeg is genoeg. Darren, I am curious. Petrus mentioned 
2010 as the beginning of a real push for land expropriation of the farmers. Do you know um, anything about this? Have you looked into... Because I... The little bit of mm. research that I've done shows me that this idea of land expropriation actually goes back to the end of apartheid, that it was almost a built-in kind of division. It, it, you're right. I, I don't have a specific date in my mind. 2010 doesn't ring a bell specifically regarding that. I, I think you're correct. I think it was, a, it was the goal, stated goal, long before the ANC took power and I think it's something that they always wanted to do. Petros, you, you mentioned we were doing a little sound check for a couple of minutes before we started to record, and you mentioned that this was burning on you because you have seen what happened in Zimbabwe. You're very concerned about food security for South Africa. Do, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. In a neighboring country, Zimbabwe, you know, it is bad and it is heartbroken whereby we have seen the farmers when they chased the farmers in early 2000. They chased the farmers in Zimbabwe, all of them. I'm talking about the white farmers in Zimbabwe. Now they chased them all away and they burned their houses, they raped their wives. We have seen those things in the media. Now, after the farmers, they've left Zimbabwe and we have seen plus or minus 3 million Zimbabweans. We are talking about the illegal foreigners. The Zimbabweans are here in South Africa because of what? They are starving in Zimbabwe. Now, if we can check the South Africans. Now, South Africans, we are close to 60, 60 million. Plus, those Zimbabweans, plus or minus uh, maybe 63 million or 65 million. Some of the I mean, African people here in South Africa. Now, I don't want this thing must happen in Zimbabwe. Whereby I've seen many things that is happening. The government of South Africa ignored the killings of our farmers. The media of South Africa, they will never interview me. They will interview someone maybe in the street asking about maybe something else. But we are talking about food security. The government of South Africa, they don't want to talk about the, the farmers who have been killed, including the president. I remember in 2018, the first activist that I met, I went to, I went to Union Building in Pretoria to see Mr. President of South Africa. Now, it was on the 10th of September, and on the 26th, that month, 26th of September 2018, the president, he, he have lied about it, that there is no farm killing here in South Africa and there is no land grabs. You see, I was there in, 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 on the 10th of September 2018. On the same month, the same year, the president, on the 26th September, he lied that there is no farm killing or land grabs international. Now, I am the first one here in South Africa without money, without anything, because I'm struggling to go all over here, in, in, around here in South Africa, or maybe to spread the message. Whereby in, uh, in 2022, the 24th August, I have opened a high court case against the president of South Africa, whereby he must come and apologize to the South Africans and speak the truth why he have lied that there's no farm killing. Because I am the first one, as I say, I went to, to, to the high court in Bloemfontein, Free State, to open a case against the president, and the, the case number is double three six nine slash twenty twenty two. Whereby we went to the court, nothing. The president was not there because we have seen here in South Africa everything. But when you go to to the courts or maybe to the police, they will never help you help you because they can see you that you you don't have money. 
because I remember I went there without any advocate, any lawyer, because uh, when I need someone, to, the South African, we must stand up and, and help me. You know what? I'm struggling to do this. But my heart for my country, my heart for our future of our children. We have seen some of the South Africans, they went about, they, they went about maybe to, to work about, because here in South Africa, they can't get a job. Of here in South Africa, they can't a farm because of what? They will come and rape you, kill you, and torture you. I've seen, I remember 65 years old lady, he's staying in the, she was staying in, in the farm, and his husband, his husband, he got um, a, a, a bike accident, five years back, now he's paralyzed, he can't do anything, and let me tell you, by 12 o'clock midnight, the intruder, he came, that murderer, the attacker, he came, he broke his, the window, and he came inside, you know what, ne? that lady, when she she told me, my heart was so broken. She, she said to me, Petrus, that guy, he was beating me all over. And you know what? My husband, he was lying there watching everything that is happening because he can't protect me because he's paralyzed. He can't say anything. He was watching me and I can see his, the tears coming out his eyes. Where, whereby this, those people, they were beating him and and rape him. I'm talking about 65 years old lady. I remember the 90 year old lady in Nelsprint, Nelsprint in Pumalanga. It was also the same 90 year old lady. She was being raped and and and, and attacked, brutally beaten. And there's more things I can share with you, the international, that you you don't know because the media of South Africa they hide these uh, attackers. They they hide this uh, this murderers. Why? I can say that uh, the South Africans. Government, maybe they sponsor those medals because we can't see those things. I've been trying to go to the national TV of South Africa and they said to me, I must write maybe something of email, the topic. And I said that I'm going to talk about food security. How can we protect our farmers and farmers and also stock theft? Let me tell you, nothing, nothing has been done and they will never call me back again because they know that this one, you want to, to expose the government of South Africa. And let me tell you, I've heard that the BRICS, BRICS summit, which means BRICS, Brazil, Russia, I think China, whatever, South Africa, they are going in to host India. a summit here in, yeah, yeah, India, in, here, here, here in South Africa. Now, I'm going outside in that building, in that summit, I'm going to hold a flag because Putin, the president of Russia, he doesn't know. The, the president of China, India, Whatever Brazil, they doesn't know that here in South Africa there's one Chile. They doesn't know because this president, this government, they, they don't want to talk about it. But I'm going to stand there in front to hold our big flag, say stop farm menace. Here in South Africa there's one Chile, whereby our president he denied. I'm going there and I pray to God that please South Africans international help me with financial. I don't have anything but my my heart. For my country, my heart for our farmers. Whereby I've seen those things that is happening here in our country, whereby they will they will make sure that they boil water and they pour the water to the little child. That the, those parents they must speak the truth. Where's the money? You know what? I don't want to speak to those things because I got emotional because no one uh, want to admit and no one want to help to come and help the South Africa. So what you just said is that they they torture the little children on these raids by pouring boiling water on them? Is that what you just said? Exactly. 
Exactly, exactly. That's how here in South Africa it's happening. It's happening. They um, they actually pour boiling water down their throats. Uh. They force it down the throat. It's horrifying, Melissa. Uh. Can I can I speak to a point? Yes. Please? I, I, I just want to get back to what Beatrice was saying about the um, the song, the kill the boer, kill the farmer, and there's another song. The previous president of the country used to sing it called Um Shimiwami. It's um, Bring Me My Machine Gun. It was a freedom fighter song, but he'll the the previous um, president of the country, Jacob Zuma, was criticised on it uh, quite heavily, and it was. Public knowledge, it was on state television, you know, at an ANC rally or political event. You know, there would be a bit of dancing on the stage and they would sing that song and it would end, or part of the song would have killed a boy, killed a farmer. And, you know, the, the, the criticism is that South Africa is supposed to be beyond apartheid, it's the rainbow nation, 20 years after the end of apartheid. And here you have a government singing this, singing this kind of stuff, you know. And they will play it down saying, well, it's not really meant that way. It's in the spirit of, you know, the history of the freedom fighter movement. But they know, you know, and we know, it's just a common knowledge, it's logic. You're going to have a certain element within the country that are very passionate about uh, the history, about the injustice of apartheid. They're still politically motivated. There's an element within the political spectrum in South Africa that still wants to get back at the whites. To some degree, I can understand it. But, you know, is it normal for your state president to stand up in front of a crowd on television and say that? You know, just mm-hmm. imagine if if President Biden did that on national TV, kill, saying kill the, kill the Africans, you know, kill the, kill the, the blacks. It would be it would make you everyone's head explode. So you know there are impressionable people, and when the leader of your country says that, there are some people that are, are going to take it as an endorsement to act, that they can do it with impunity. And you know it. You know as soon as a politician like Julius Malema of the EFF or any official in high power does that. In that moment, they've just signed the, 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 the death of a few farmers around the country. Because there are going to be impressionable people that will take that as a, as, a, as a, what do you call it, an endorsement to go and carry it out. Mm-hmm. And it's deeply disturbing that they can, in this politically correct world, that they can do that. <laughs> um, it's just stunning. And I just wanted to elaborate what Petrus meant when he spoke about that song.
is an impression, I think, in the rest of the world, first of all, total ignorance. I mean, from the conversation that you and I had, Darren, there were so many people who said thank you for uh, letting Darren talk about this because I had no idea. I'd never heard of this. But the way that this is conveyed from the mainstream South African press to the rest of the world is that these, first of all, they are loath to call them farm killings or farm murders. They call them farm attacks. And mm. they want to, they want to portray them as not at all racially motivated and they also want to say that there is an element that is erroneously talking about there being any kind of a racial component to these attacks. So it's very, very difficult to find stories. You'll find a story about an elderly couple who were brutally attacked, but the kind of uh, detail that the two of you are going into with boiling water poured down the throats of children. These are things that simply aren't going to make our press here. No way. Mm, it won't, yeah. And I, I understand, Darren, from conversations that you and I had off air that th these are much, much, much worse than, than even the two of you have gone into in this conversation. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, no, uh, let me tell you, it's uh, like now, uh, today, uh, yeah, on uh, Friday, they've called me that uh, in Bloomfontein, in Free State, they've killed all the family uh, inside the house uh, two, two days back. Yeah, and no one has been arrested. Uh, I can tell you something. You remember, here in South Africa, we've got two governments. The other one, uh, before this one, we call uh, the new government, the, we call it apartheid uh, government, the old government. Here in apartheid government, old government, when you kill someone within, listen to me, within 12 hours, you are going to be arrested. But in the new government from 1994, to kill someone, you will live maybe over 10 years without arrest, without, without any arrest. Mm. I've seen those things here in our country, and it is happening. Let me, if we, maybe someone will say that maybe I'm dreaming. No. I experienced those things here in South Africa. I went to the court cases, whereby some of the farmers, of farmers, they've been tortured or maybe killed. They will only maybe catch one, and the rest is gone. And let me tell you, in apartheid time, old government, our borders here in South Africa, they've been protected 100%. But now, in the new government, 1994 till now, the borders, you, you can pass without any document. You can bring mm. to, uh, your money, give uh, bribe the police of the army. Then you will enter in South Africa and go. Let me tell you, when when you come here in South Africa without a document, a, a, a proper papers, you will do a crime. And you, there's no trace because uh, no one has known the home affairs of the uh, Department of uh, Home Affairs, they will never know you of the government of South Africa. They, they don't know you about you anymore because you, 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 you come here illegally. You understand? Which means in South Africa, I think uh, our country is, sink, is sinking like a ship. But you will never see it in your in in naked eyes. 
But I can see, I travel a lot. I spent maybe two days, three days in my house. But uh, this, uh, the, uh, some of this, I'm outside and I can see what is happening. There's no South Africa anymore. This country needs a good le- leadership who knows God first. Who knows God first. Because uh, this ones that we've got, I remember, I can tell you something that is going maybe, uh, maybe to, is going to be a shock to you. We are the first one. We, we walk from East London, Eastern Cape, to go to uh, Limpopo. It's about maybe 1,000 something kilos. We walk. Oh, that's fine. Now, yeah. wow. I remember we, we, we slept in one of the guest house in Limpopo. It was on Saturday. On midnight, I said to my guys, let's pray. Today on Sunday, we are going to, to the president's farm. But we are talking about the, the current president, Sir Ramaphosa. And we went there, um, it was 2021, we went there in, the, in his farm, we prayed outside because the police, they said to us, please, don't come inside because there, there were heavy police protecting the, into the prison farm. They, they were protecting the kitchen, uh, the kettle, the Angola cows. You understand what I'm saying? But what about those police? They must come and protect the South Africans, people. No, they're protecting the president. We... I will never say that they can't protect the president. The president of South Africa, they must be protected, but not his private property. Uh-uh. Not his private property. Now, what happened after we have prayed? God used us. God used us. Now, last year, on 2022, we have heard that one of his, uh, the president, I, I don't know, maybe he was maybe the head of the police or whatever, he have, he have exposed the president. That the president, he have hide the money in the mattress, in, on, on that farm, he had the money under the mattress, under the couches. Why now this head policeman, he say about that, Arthur Fraser? Because of what? It was always 2020, this thing happened in 2020. He was not telling anyone. But when God led us to go and pray to the outside the prison farm, now God have touched that Arthur Fraser's heart that go and speak to the South African, even international, that you, you know, the president have hide the money under the, the mattress. We are talking about the dollars, and here in South Africa we use the we use the rents. But what, that dollars come from maybe we don't know because our president is a mafia. Okay, so we use it. I, I I just want to make sure that I understand what you were explaining when you went there. Who told you that the president had this money hidden in his mattress? Who 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 was who told you that? Okay, I, I repeat again. In 2021, the year 2021, we went to Palapala Farm, mm-hmm. the president farm, pray outside. We didn't yes. know that, that there's a money inside. But this, this thing of the money, it happened in 2020. No one knows about that money. But when God, uh, even me, we, no one here in South Africa, it's only Ramaphosa and his big heads, big, big mafias. Now, after we have prayed in 2021, I remember it was July, July, I don't know, the 7th of July. Now, when, when after we pray, God used Arthur Fraser, the head police of uh, whatever, in 2022, last year, that speak about uh, what happened in the prison farm. And he speak that uh, in prison, Mr. President's farm, a uh, parapara farm, in 2020, there was money, the, the dollars hiding under the mattress, under the couches. Because here in South Africa, when you do that, you are going to be arrested. Because they will ask you, 
the money that comes from uh, come inside South Africa, the money must be taxed. But the but, but the president he got his things in the night, whereas we, we are sleeping. The the president is flying around in the country to collect the dollars here in South Africa. But but we know everything about that, and no one has been arrested. No one has been arrested because the ANC, the ANC his political party, they have covered the president in the in the in the, in the parliament. I remember I went there. It was this year when they tried to, uh, to remove the president in his position. I went there in Palapala. Ahmad, I went in parliament in Cape Town outside with some of the activists that we don't need the president who lied to us. We don't need the president who had the money under the mattress. We don't need the president because he's a liar. <clears throat> Melissa, can I read you a, a news article with regards to that money? Yes, yes, thank um, you. I've sent it to you by email. Headline, Ramaphosa had millions allegedly stashed under mattresses around 1.2 billion rand squirreled away. Then it says, President Cyril Ramaphosa allegedly had as much as 1.2 billion rand hidden away at his Bella Bella farm in the Limpopo province. A break-in allegedly took place in February 2020 and criminals made off <coughs> with an estimated 80 million dollars. The matter was never allegedly reported to the police and the president used his presidential protection unit to recover the cash. And then it goes into the a little bit more detail into the scandal which you can read about. Mm-hmm. I but, see You know, that. really, yeah. the president of the country is a multi-millionaire and he's using his presidential office to enrich himself at the taxpayer's expense. It's so out in the open and it happens so often now that when ordinary South Africans like Petrus and I hear about it, it's, I suppose it's just like hearing Biden and his son with Mm -hmm. their shenanigans, but it happens so often that it's just another day and it's just another day at the office, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got a really, the, the fish has been rotting from the head and the country is just, the country is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and it's happening around the world too. I think a lot has to be, be shaken up to change things for the better. One of the articles that you just sent me, Darren, I'm looking at right now, this is from 2018. It says, South Africa's ruling ANC claims to change the Constitution, aims, I'm sorry, to change the Constitution to allow for mm. land expropriation without compensation to address racial disparities in land ownership that persist more than two decades after apartheid's demise in 1994. So, Petros, this this corresponds with the time that you felt called that you could no longer ignore it, that you had to go out and speak to this, was the active, the the official announcement that, yes, we are going to expropriate farms when we want to. You were getting, this corresponds with this this call that was placed on you to go out and do something in 2018. You were selling farm equipment and parts to farmers, right? You were working for a big company that did that. And during this time of the announcement of planned expropriation, in addition to feeling this basically put on you as a call, 
were farmers that you were dealing with, what were they expressing to you at that time in 2018? Yeah, you know what? It was hard. They were heartbroken. And uh, I can see that uh, there's no one who wants to speak for them because they are, they are voiceless. You understand? And there's some of the, of the unions, of organizations, they, they debit the money from the farmers every month. They've got millions, millions of money that come from to the farmers. They debit the money from, but they can't speak out. You understand? I, I was dealing with this thing and I was ignoring them. When that, when, uh, that the Peters, they're going to, to, to take the, our farmers. And let me tell you, if they take our farmers, where are we going to go? And also the farm workers, you understand? Because this thing, it affects the, our economy. It affects, uh, job, uh, into job creation. You understand what I'm saying? It affects everyone, but that's why I'm saying that they will never see now. They will, they, they will see those things after. Now, and I, I said to myself, you know what, man? I will pray for that. And now uh, when I took that decision and told my family that I'm going to resign, I'm going to do this without any salary. Let me tell you, I was getting 30,000 per month. Plus commission, it was over 70 to, 70 to 100,000 per month. And, and to resign to come to zero, re, to, to resign to come to zero, whereby we are not going, going to get anything from the government, from anything. And it was very difficult until now, until now, it is very difficult. And uh, whereby I've seen that, no, I'm going to do this awareness and I'm going to make sure that the South African, the majority of black people, because most, most, you must listen to me, 95% of 98% farmers who have been killed or farm workers, those murderers are black people. 95 to 98%. Those murderers are black people. And I am black. Now, how can maybe, I can, we can maybe speak to them because these politicians, they mislead them. They, they brainwash them. Now, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there for, for, for everyone. And also that, please, Let's stop this thing killing of our farmers. And let me tell you, it was not easy. Easy to speak to them because sometimes, because this car that I'm driving, it's written with a big letters. Stop farm murders. Stop plus murder. Enough is enough. Understand? And um, I've been doing this thing without anything. I remember in 2018, uh, when the government of South Africa, they want to bribe me. I remember, I remember because they called me after I came back to Pretoria, to the prison office, they call me in private number. They say that uh, they want to speak to me, and I say for what? I say no, we want to give you three hundred thousand because they know that in my bank account I got zero. Because this government, they can go through to your bank without knowing knowing that they are busy with your I mean with your bank. Now they they have seen that I got zero. They say three hundred thousand, and let me tell you when I see my family that we are poor, we don't have anything. And and this side is 300,000. Now, I choose the South African first. I didn't choose my family. I choose the, 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 the millions of South Africans that I will never sell my people to this government because they want to bribe me, to silence me. I will never. I remember when I refused, they said to me, I remember it was maybe two weeks after, I refused and they came back to me, they said that, they wanted to meet with me with some of the Hemingway's mall here in uh, in East London. I went there. They, I'm talking about the the big dogs, the top official of uh, um, of ANC. Now 
They were there and I came. They said, hey, we are going to give you a job as MP in parliament. We are going to give a job as MP in parliament. Remember, here in South Africa, if you are a member of parliament, you are going to get maybe 100,000 upwards. And your children, they go to private school. Everything is going to 100%. 100%. Now, sometimes I don't have food in my house. Sometimes my children, uh, because uh, they were before I resigned, they went to private school. After they go to, to the government school, which means we know that the government school is bad. Now, I said to myself, I will never took this, this job. Because of what? I promised God. I didn't promise any, any human being. I didn't promise any human being. I didn't promise any human being that I'm going to, to do this for you. No, I promised God that God, you choose me, and I will never accept it. Anything because I've lost everything. I've lost my house. The big house, my children, they lost the good education. I've lost everything. You understand what I'm saying? And I will never take this thing. That's why today I'm still here and I raise my hand that I will fight for our farmers and farm workers. I will fight for my country. I will fight for our food security. I will fight for our future for children. Petros, this is a, an amazing thing that you have, that you are doing. It really is. I, I, I'm just amazed and impressed because you're doing the right thing. And when you do the right thing, most often there's a fair bit of suffering that goes along with it. That is the way of it. But you... Yeah. So it is bad. Like this car that I'm driving. This car, the South Africans, you know what? Sometimes I blame South Africans, because Live in Life TV from Australia, they were interviewing me, like you down when you interviewed me. They were following me. I was crying to sort of, please donate for me any car. I don't need fancy car. And the Australians, they have donated 12500 And I sell some of the things here in my house to buy this car. That car, it was cost maybe that time 80000 But I've managed to raise and the money to, to 50000 And that day she said that to me. I'm, I'm going to sell it for you. Now this car, it is no more the, the car because the kilos is over, over is close to 500,000 kilos. And the tires are gone. There's no tires here because they, they look like a, a CF soap. Mm. Uh, yeah. And yes. uh, uh, there's many this things that the this is, repair in this car. This is the car um, in the the talk when I made the, you know, basically the little picture illustrated version, the video version of the talk that I did with Darren, there is a picture of the two of you together in front of your car, and it does have the, uh, it says stop the farm killings there, and there is a number that people can get in touch with you, and you're saying stop A and C corruption, and you take that car, the reason why you have to keep some kind of wheels on you that are functioning is because you're driving all around South Africa and talking wherever you're allowed to speak at uh, churches or small civic gathering places, even in private homes, to wake South Africans up to the ANC corruption and what is happening with the farm murders. So the car is really kind of your essential piece of equipment. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? My problem is that I put South Africa first. 
I put the people that I, I didn't, I don't know first. In my family came last, at last. And it is very painful sometimes when I see, I see that I'm struggling here. It's very painful sometimes I say I can, I cannot drive with this car maybe far. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I must go to Bloemfontein. Uh, last week when uh, I heard about this uh, family that they've been killed in, in, in the house. I can't go there because of what? Petrol. Only petrol money. I don't need billions. I don't need billions. But let me tell you, the South Africans, they are, they are the keyboard warriors. South Africans, they are keyboard warriors. Okay, not all, not, not all of them. But most of them, they are keyboard warriors. They will talk, talk, and they will never do anything. You understand? Um, uh, uh, Pardon, uh, can I... Can I can I butt in there, Petrus? You you so you you're very very right in what you say. South Africans are very brave behind the keyboard. They speak very very strongly and shout very loudly from behind that keyboard. But when it comes to actually putting their money where their mouth is, it's quite disappointing. I'd like to make an appeal on behalf of Petrus to please please help him financially. There is a suspicion, you know. I think the world has become such a corrupt and suspicious place that when when people hear about somebody doing something selfless, they think to themselves, well, how? How do they do it? Maybe they, you know, maybe there's a lack of trust, in other words. I just want to say that I've met Petrus personally, and I have seen Petrus's car, and it really has done half a million kilometers. (laughs) Petrus... And you know, South Africa is not a not a small country. I think you can superimpose South Africa on the U.S. I think it fits in seven times. So it's mm-hmm. not a small country. It's fairly large, and the and and the towns are far apart from each other. There's not a huge amount of infrastructure between t- cities. So you have to travel sizable distances to get from one place to the other of any imp- importance. So fuel alone, you're looking at Petrus, is it for petrol? Is it 23 or 21 rand a litre at the moment? I can't remember. Yeah, um, minus, yeah. Just think of that. Uh, for South Africa, it, 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 that's, a, that's a stiff bill. And um, so I, I just want to make the appeal. Petrus is the real deal. He's not play acting. He's not part of some sinister group that is putting on a display. Petrus is the real deal. He is passionate. He's sacrificing a lot. I can vouch for Petrus. And I, please, we'll post his banking details for other people to see. Please think about helping out if you can. It would be much appreciated, not just by Petrus, but by everyone that's concerned about this situation. It's. I, I think that we made the point, Petrus, uh, and when Darren and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, that food security is a very real problem that is playing out around the world. It's just that what is happening in South Africa is so vicious because they can put it on the coattail, so to speak, of apartheid. They can use this already existing tension and even hatred between blacks and whites in South Africa so that it can be heightened and carried out in a very horrific and grotesque way. But there is no doubt that 
that we need to pay attention to South Africa because different techniques are used on us around the world, but not having access to food is a weapon, and it's a very real weapon that 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 the that they want to use on us. Mm. Yeah, it's very it, it is very true. I all I wanted to also just so that uh, listeners, I mean, Darren, are you able to put? this into U.S. dollars so that when Petros says that his vehicle was 80000 but he got it for 50000 do you know what this, these amounts translate into U.S. dollars? When, when you translate it to U.S. dollars, it doesn't sound like much. I think the exchange rate with the U.S. dollar is, is it 20 to 1 or 18 to 1? But you can't quite equate things like that. Um, right. An eighty thousand rand vehicle actually is quite is quite cheap, really. Mm-hmm. But for a vehicle that's got five hundred thousand kilometers on it, that car is going to produce. It's going to be the the running costs to keep a car at that distance that's done that mileage going because everything starts really clapping in clapping out at about one hundred and sixty thousand kilometers, you could say. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets expensive to run a vehicle. So you can bet your bottom dollar that Pietrus has had to pay. Put out a lot of money just to keep that kind of vehicle going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I could I could email uh, something to you. Um, no, I just I, I was curious because I I, I understand you know eighty thousand in the U.S. You know people actually could probably spend that much on a fully tricked out SUV, but I do understand that <laughs> that is not what Petrus is driving. I get it, but mm. you know I just wanted people yeah. to be able to translate that. Uh, um, your your children, Petrus, do you mind sharing how old they are? No, I don't mind. Other one is seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Other one is uh, eighteen years old. Other one is eleven. Another one is uh, four years old. Okay. Four. Uh, the f- four is young. Eleven is young. Do the older ones understand? what you're doing and why you're doing it yeah you know sometimes when it is bad we sleep without nothing food and they will say daddy you remember the time you were working and it was fine everything was fine in the, in our home and you say that the god will touch the south africans heart maybe to help you and speak to you uh, speak to your god that we need food we, we need clothes you understand and sometimes it is a uh, it is hard. It is hard. Uh, sometimes you know, uh, the frumers, uh, uh, the woman, the wife, when 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 it's tough and tougher in your home, and they will, they, she will say to me that you have resigned to the job. That was um, another person. I remember. I can tell you maybe a second, few seconds. When my child, the last born in 2019, she was born. Uh, I don't have anything. And um, I don't have even a five rands. I don't have even a clothes to go and collect them to the to the to, to the government hospital because she was calling me and saying that please come and and fetch us because we've got a baby um, baby girl and uh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to go there and uh, I was crying. I locked myself in the room and I was crying. Said God, why you do this to me? My child now she she, she doesn't have 
any clothes in anything. And uh, yeah, um, I suppose maybe yeah, it it is yeah it's hard uh, it's heartbreaking. And I went to to people, they give me some of the old clothes and I go there to collect them. And um, yeah, it is bad. It is bad. It is bad. And let me tell you, uh, sorry, man. Let me tell you, there are some of the activists you know, who do the same thing that I'm doing, and uh, here in South Africa, I can tell them their color. It was a, a white lady, another one, the colors. They were they've been supported by by hundred thousand, hundred thousand of money, and those activists, they think that uh, fighting for for farmers. They were speaking to the to the social media, to the Facebook. They don't do this thing that I'm doing to travel all over. They they speak to the uh, Facebook and the money king 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 to their bank. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying that I'm different with them because of what I don't put money first. I put a God and also I put the people of South Africa first. Understand? That's why I've resigned on my job. If I was after money, I would never resign on my job. Understand what I'm saying? If I was after money, I would never reject the money from the government of ANC. I would never re- reject it. Uh, the job from ANC, if I was after money. But let me tell you what happened with those activists. I remember there's one of the uh, TV stations of the media in South Africa, Cataplanche. He, he exposed them because they want to know where they need money from the South African to donate them. Where does they go with, they do with that money? And let me tell you, all of them, they were boom, gone. Gone. Because some of them, they said they, they were buying uh, the Ford Rangers or the Range Rovers with over millions, millions of money. Let me tell you, I say, I said to, uh, to them that, you know what, I'm here because this thing is the calling. It is not about aftermath. It is the calling from God. Yeah, Melissa, um, uh, Petrus, um, that, that is, you've just explained what I was saying earlier. There are too many con artists around as well, taking advantage of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes your life very, very difficult. Once again, I've met Petrus. He's the real deal. It's very, very rare that you meet somebody who has a mission. Somebody with a, a genuine calling to do something that has to be done. And I suppose many people have been conned once or twice in their life. So I suppose... It's hard when you actually do meet somebody of genuine calling who is on a, a real, genuine mission to trust. But but um, they do exist, and Petrus is one. And once again, uh, please help out if you if if you can. Thank you for that, Darren. Too, uh, Petrus, your your story is what you're doing. It it really touches me, and why you're doing. It moves me as well because Darren has listened to a lot of talks by the late Alan Watt, and I can attest to Alan's sense of mission. And when you feel called, as it were, to be doing something that you think is the right thing, it can be very, very difficult. It can be financially challenging, and there are a lot of people who will cave in and say, oh, well, if I take this or do that. The the trouble with the jobs and the money from the government or getting it from, you know, only having, as you said, a Facebook presence 
is that you are from the get-go compromised. So you cannot speak truth and fight for justice if you're compromised. It doesn't work. So um, I know what I know. Uh, what you're doing is very, very difficult. But uh, I, I just I keep wanting to say God bless you, and and I mean that. It's. No, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Beatrice, may I, may I ask you a question? You can um, ask. Beatrice, in your opinion, when it comes to the next election, do you think there's going to be a, a strong shift in support for the ANC? Do you think they'll lose yeah. support? Okay. Okay. Can I answer? Yes, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I can see the South Africans, they are fed up. Mm-hmm. The South Africans, they are enough of the government of ANC. And we, we are staying in South Africa because there's no uh, electricity. Now, when I speak now, it is load shedding. There's no electricity. And before 1994, there was no load shedding. Maybe mm-hmm. it was maybe once or what, but I, will, I, I, I haven't heard about the load shedding before 1994. But now, load shedding, there's no electricity, you understand? You remember when coming to the COVID, the COVID, uh, it, it affects all the world. But here in South Africa, the first um, incident about the COVID, he said to us, don't panic, don't panic. After that, it boom. And, and the same president, the, the same government, they went to IMF, to borrow the money, 500 billion. It's gone. They say that they are going, mm. to, they are going to help the South African. And 500 billion within a month or within two months. Stolen. Gone. It was gone. gone. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Huh? Mm. Stolen. You understand? Now I'm saying to you that the South African are fed up. But today I'm speaking to you and say that the ANC they are going to win. Why I'm saying that? If you remember when I speak, I said to you that beggars can be choosers. Beggars can be choosers. Why mm. I'm saying that? Because the majority of South Africa is the black people. And most of them, they are poor. Beggars yes. can be choosers because they're going to give them the food parcel mm-hmm. for one day. They are going to give them the t-shirts of ANC. They are going to give them 350 After two days, those things are gone. And whereas they've already voted for the ANC, the mm. ANC, they are going to use the people who have been died long time ago long time ago, we, the, the truth must be spoken they are going to use the, to the id numbers those, you're talking about election fraud uh, election fraud where dead people vote is that what you just said y- yes y- yeah yes uh-huh. exactly mm-hmm. exactly and in the national election next year 2024 they are going to use the, the id numbers of people who have been tied because most of the officials who work to the department of home affairs the anc when you go to the police the top officials the ANC. When you go everywhere, it's ANC. That's why I'm saying that they're going to win because of uh, someone who had been died 50 years ago is going to vote. Someone who's, uh, who had been died last week or maybe two years ago is going to vote because ANC, they, they are the crooks. They are the mafia. There are a couple of things that I, I wanted to get into before we run out of time altogether. And the first was that when Darren and I spoke, he talked about the highly organized nature of these attacks so that the attackers would show up on the farm in the middle of the night. They might have uh, night goggles or some kind of vision glasses. They would also have cell jamming technology, which was military grade 
that Darren described as only being available if the military gave it to them or it was stolen. Can you speak to the the organized, militarized fashion of these attacks? Are you speaking to me? You, you yes. ask me? Yes. We are talking about the attacks of farmers. Yes, the attacks on farmers, Darren described them as being military style. Night yeah, vision yeah, goggles. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know what? Uh, because uh, the police are involved. I can tell you, I can tell you something. In Seneca, you remember when the farmers of South Africa in Seneca in, 20, uh, in 2020, when they went to, uh, to the court, court of Seneca, remember they had king, killed a young farmer. Man? Oh, yes. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I was there. I was there. Now, the two accused were being uh, put in the cell and go to court. They say that those people, they have killed that farmer. And when, when, when the police follow that case, it was five policemen, five policemen who have killed that farmer, which means that some of the farmer techs or farm murderers, the police are involved, or the police, they work, they, they work with the murderers because they've got heavily armed equipment of the police, of, of maybe the army. Beatrice? Mm -hmm. I wanted to just uh, to follow that line of thought because we know that there's two types of farm attacks or farm murders. You, you, you know, you get the um, the ordinary crime, you know, where they want to maybe steal something on the farm, or it's a hate crime where they they want to um, torture and hurt the victim. But there's also the highly organised type of farm attack. What is the ratio? What is the percentage in your mind? that is organized, that, that involves the police or the army? Have you got an, a number in your head that maybe you can... Yeah, I can call, say yeah. When, when we work with percentage, I'll say maybe 30%. 30% okay, of... Yeah, 30% mm. yeah, of them, 30% of them. That's high. When I, That's high. Yeah. yeah. It's high, it's high. Very, very mm. high because... Uh, I remember another one in Nipopo, in another one in, in Pumalanga, and also in Free State, whereby those people, they, they were highly trained, something like heavy trained or so on. Mm. That's very, very worrying. Uh, um, Melissa, uh, this, this topic, it, it, it just sucks the, it sucks the air out of the room. After my last talk with you, I felt emotionally flat <laughs> for about three or four days, I must admit. Yes, I know. Yeah. It is It is very mm. troubling, and it is, it's been mm. painful to listen to. But honestly, it's such an important topic, and it has to be spoken about. It has to be, because it is happening. It's real, and no one wants to talk about it through official channels. The media is going to play it down. When I was looking for imagery for the talk that you and I did, I just couldn't believe how many articles that were being promoted, including a book that had been written mm. by some woman who was heavily promoted to say that all of these stories that you hear are gro grossly exaggerated, Mm. tend to have a white supremacist slant to them and simply are not true. Now, this book was written by a white woman, a white South African, and she was saying, no, that this is not happening. This is not happening in South Africa. South Africa does have its its fair share of uh, 
your lefty, your very far lefty liberal. Mm-hmm. You get them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, sorry, man, it is happening. Mm-hmm. You know what someone, maybe he, he or she thinks maybe in, in international that I, mm-hmm. those people, it is really happening. It is, it is happening. And mm-hmm. also the, the tourists, the tourists, some of them, when, when they came here, they've been kidnapped, tortured, raped, and killed. Yeah, yeah, here in South Africa. That's why I'm saying South Africa, it is not a safe country like before 1994. No, it is not a safe country. They can come here anytime, here in my house, and kill all of us, and no one is going to be arrested. That's why, how bad it is here in South Africa, how crime it is bad here in South Africa. It is bad that is happening here in our country. It is bad. And let me tell you, if a South African, they, they can't stand up now and say that enough is enough, to not maybe to speak to the social media as a keyboard warriors and do, and, and, uh, and do action. I've seen in, in France, I think two days of last, to the protesters in, in France, they were, they were raising their voice uh, to do those things. But I, I, I don't promote maybe the banning and, and also the looting. But we, we, needed, we need the voice of the South Africans. We need the masses of voice mm-hmm. of South Africa. Not maybe speak at, the home, at your home and say that, no, we, we, we must do this, we, we must do this. I, I will lead you. I will lead you everywhere where, whereby we need justice here mm-hmm. in South Africa. There's no justice. Here yeah. in our country, yeah. there's no justice. People need to get away from the keyboard and out on the street. Their voices need to be heard. They need to be in public places. And that's why I'm saying that, uh, you know what, the, the social media have taken, they played a, a, a role whereby, whereby the people, they can't fight in the street, maybe to, to raise their voices. No, always talking to the social media. Mm-hmm. They raise their voices in social media. Yes. No, yes. we don't need you mm. in the social media. We need you. You must go and act. You understand? Sometimes we go and mm. sleep outside a union building. We go and sleep outside the Parliament of South Africa without anything, just to raise our voice. We are, we are only three of my guys. We went there to sleep outside so that we are not going to move into, uh, uh, to move here until our president uh, hear into here into our, into our voices. You, I remember when we went there to to, to, to the president, and uh, he never came to us. But uh, you have heard that these guys they they want to speak to the minister of police. We must establish the national rural safety. Yes, sort of. And yes, it, it it happened. It happened because we were we pushing, not sitting at our home and and always crying. We went there, and also yes, I I am the part of the. A national rural safety uh, safety committee, but there's nothing's happening in there. There's nothing. Nothing's happening. Always it's a meeting, 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 meeting. But there's no action. Action. Go. What this, we need more police. We what need, is this organization called? The, where there's no the organization that you're involved in, where you go, but there is no action. What is that called? Okay, the the minister of of police, Becky Kale, he have established the community called the national. Rural safety. Rural safety, okay. Yeah, well, na- national rural safety. Petros, one thing that I wanted to ask you before we finish is you yeah. do not hold out hope that this election is going to get rid of the ANC, and you also despair of the 
keyboard warriors who don't get out and do what needs to be done, but you are firmly committed to this. Uh, it's your calling, it, it, it's your mission, and you're not going to stop. What do you see? Do, do you have hope? Yeah. Do you have yeah. hope for change in your country? Yes. Yes, I have hope. I have hope, and uh, that hopes I can see to the South African that now they are enough. I can see to the ruling party now they, they want some. Some of them they, they resign because they see that there is fire that is coming. Because I've got hope that one of the day we will we will win this country. And I want to tell the South Africans, please stop talking to the social media. Act. Just act. Let me tell you, we will take our country back. Not maybe by banning of maybe by killing someone to raise our voices. Masses of masses of Africa may go to the parliament or go to whatever. Maybe to close the parliament, say that we will be here. We are not going to ban of looting. We are going to be here uh, because we want the president must be removed. We want the president must be arrested because of one, two, three. We want change here in our country. Let me tell you, our children here in South Africa, we can't beat the children. Uh -uh, your child in your home, you, you can't be there. But if you, go, you are going to beat him, he or she is going to open a case against you and you are going to arrest him. You see here, that's why I'm saying that. I'm crying for the old government. Some of their rules were 100% better than this one. I cry for, for, for the apartheid government. Why I'm saying that? Where there is white, white men inside, I know that something is going to happen better than this one. I will never say our black people are, are stupid. Most, some of them are, are bright. Some of them are, are dumb, are stupid. Like this one, this, this government that we have. Let me tell you, you can't take the inmates, the prisoner, and come to rule the country. Those prisoners here in South Africa, they are the inmates. Mm -hmm. they, come, they come to prison. Mm -hmm. You can't take uh, someone who doesn't have a, a metric certificate of degree to come to be a president of South Africa. You remember the former president before the mafia, before this one, called Jacob Zuma. Jacob Zuma, he got only, only grade two. He doesn't have a metric certificate. He doesn't have a degree of university. He come from to the prison straight to be a president of South Africa. You can see how bad it, mm -hmm. it, it is here in our country. That's why I'm saying that we must wake up, South Africa. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Now. Thank you so much, yeah. Petros. This is an incredibly powerful testimonial of what you're doing. And I, I just am grateful on behalf of your fellow countrymen that you are there doing it. Darren, do you want to say anything or ask anything else of Petros before we finish up here? I just wanted to say, keep, keep going, Petros. I will also commit myself to donating to your to your mission. Once again, people out there, there are real and genuine people in the world. In a world of social media where there's a little bit of reality with a whole lot of virtual reality, everything becomes theoretical. You can get your frustrations out by banging on your keyboard, but in the real world, people are suffering. Real, you know, there are people living right on the edge of success or failure. So please, uh, as Petra said, pull yourself away from your 
from your smartphones and your tablets and your laptops, all those things do is that they numb you. They numb you to reality. You are, you are in a virtual reality when, you're, when you are attached to those devices all day. Nothing seems quite real. The things that are happening in this country, farm murders, but crime in general, you know, the mismanagement of the resources and our public utilities, it matters. It matters a lot. And you actually have, we all do, we have a voice. You know, we were, the world was defrauded during COVID. People were so engrossed in social media and their TV screens that when a bunch of corrupt politicians told them to lock down their, themselves in their homes or to close their businesses for a few months or whatever it was, you know, if people were more engaged in the real world, they wouldn't have fallen for that. Just remember that 10 years ago, there was a thing called the swine flu pandemic and the World Health Organization and a few of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world were caught with their pants down. Uh, they were actually caught out and they weren't able to pull off a con. But we see 10 years later, that's another 10 years or so of watching TV, playing on the smartphone, getting lost in the Twitterverse and it pulls you away from the real world. And yes, so get away from your phones, put them down, uh, find out what the real issues are in your particular neighborhood, start with your local counselors, nag them, phone them, email them, and get involved in your, your country. It's not, a, it's not some abstraction over there that's on TV and that other people manage for you. If you don't get involved in your own world, your country, other people will completely take over and uh, manage it for you. And that's what's happening. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'd like to leave with. I would like, I know that we will post some links to your website, Petros, and we will also supply the banking details so that people can send you a donation if they want to. If, if, mm -hmm. if uh, Petros, if you could get Joanne to forward all that information to, to Melissa. That's great. That what I might do is make a little tiny recording and call out some stuff. So because a lot of people they don't read, they don't look at anything, they don't follow mm -hmm. links. Uh, they're hopeless. So if I can just record it and have it there so that I can repeat it a couple of times, but I'll add that in. I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone. It it's. It's a good thing that you're doing, and I'm so glad to learn of it and to learn of you. And Darren, thank you so much for bringing Petros and his work to my attention so that I can share this with other people. Thank you both. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Melissa, and thanks all to <clears throat> Okay, and what I'd like to do is check in with you. I think Darren and I are going to check in with you from time to time, maybe every few months, we can have a follow-up conversation so that we can see what it is, the latest that you've done, where you've been, how your car is running, and how your children are doing, and how life is unfolding for you as you carry on with this mission. 100%. I don't have a problem. Okay. Great. Okay. We, we will look forward to, to that. And thank you again so much, both of you. 
Thanks Beatrice. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay bye. Thank you Darren. Thank you bye. Keep up. Bye. Bye now. Bye. So I've recorded this after my conversation with Petros and Darren because unfortunately we were not joined by Joanne and Petros says that Joanne assists him in everything. She's his assistant and organizes everything, the website and his travel itinerary and many, many other things that she helps him with. She did write in the following day and said, Good day, Melissa. Apologies that I was not available last night for the meeting. We had a blackout from Saturday night until about an hour ago. And I'll just interject here. You know, I'm, I'm sure that after 17 years of these blackouts, people deal with it the best that they can. They have generators. But if you think about it, you know, if your electricity, if your power is out for more than a day, you have to prioritize things and it affects everything. And it's terrible. She said, my perspective as a white woman living in this country and dealing with the families of farm attack survivors or victims, I am also putting together a list of all attacks on our farmers. I would like to add that these attacks are horrific. They are done with such hatred, families being tortured for two days before eventually being killed. It is not about the theft. That is just a bonus to these people. I believe these are politically driven acts. They are well prepared and have equipment that you would find in the military like cell phone blockers. Most of the cases I have dealt with, there is usually a farm worker involved, someone the family trusts and feel they know very well. And you would find that there are also foreigners involved. So let's just digest that for a moment. Someone you know and trust would torture you in the most vile ways and then you sit and laugh at their family at court. The same family who said to the police that you must be mistaken, there is no way my farm worker was involved. So this leaves the white people in this country feeling like they cannot trust a black person, which causes more division. The police label the cases as robbery and murder instead of a farm attack, so the statistics are very wrong. I am only finding this out now by putting together my own list. There have been cases where there have been police involved. Farm murderers get bail. One case I have just done, a thousand rand bail each and go murder another family. There are so many repeat offenders. The fact that these attacks are so well planned and equipped with equipment that they should not have access to. You do not know who you can trust. You do not know when they are coming for you. It is living in a state of fear all the time. Load shedding has also benefited these monsters. They cut your mains at night while your power is off. Then at, say, 10 p.m. when the power is due to go back on, it doesn't. So you go outside to check the mains, and they have got you. Or they put a tap on outside. You hear a tap running in the middle of the night, so you go check it, and they have you. 
We tell families to keep their dogs indoors, otherwise they get poisoned, or you hear them barking, so you go out and check why, and they have you. One more thing I would like to add. If you try to defend yourself and your family, and you kill or harm an attacker, you go to jail. Once again, apologies that I could not attend last night. Kind regards, Joanne. She wrote back and added something just to get the point across of how hard that Petros is working against all odds to bring attention to this. She said, even when the other directors turned their backs because we had not managed to raise enough money for Petros to continue his walk, he did it and proved them all wrong. Each day was a challenge for him and his team on the ground, and for those of us who stayed and managed to get him accommodation and food all the way to Ranfontaine, East London to Ranfontaine. 11 November 2022 to 16 December 2022. Then Darren asked her to supply some additional information in terms of links and photographs and she did that and I am going to read you a bit of what she wrote around the links and I will put those links up and I am I'm warning you that this is graphic what I'm about to read and all of these links are are quite horrific to view she said, please see attached pictures. I have included links for a couple of cases and a dramatization of the killing of the Potgeiter family. This would have been based on the evidence and what the suspects admitted to as the entire family was murdered. Let me know if you need more information. Sadly, there is a lot. There is a one link to a story from January of 2023. Hyla and Daniel Vanderwalt were brutally murdered in their home. At this stage, the results of the post-mortem examination are still awaited. Quote, according to the police, it could take three years to be completed. End quote. There's another link of another story. August 2017. Elderly couple attacked, stripped, beaten, stabbed, had boiling water and oil poured over them, and melted plastic dripped on them. Victor Cook died a week later from his injuries. There is a story of a an elderly paraplegic woman who was assaulted. She was thrown from her wheelchair and assaulted in front of her husband, who was unable to do anything to defend her. I am going to read just a little bit of that story. During a brutal farm attack that took place on Sunday, 15 December 2019, in Fontaine near Zerust in the northwest province of South Africa, Andrew, 66, and Christine Legrance were attacked in their home. Christine, who is a paraplegic, was assaulted and thrown out of her wheelchair, and Andrew suffered several stab wounds and was assaulted with an iron bar. There is a, another story 
from 2016, elderly couple brutally stabbed and raped. This morning at approximately 2.30 a.m., the electricity went out in the New Glasgow area and an elderly couple was attacked. Whilst the lights were out, the elderly couple heard someone trying to open their front door. Mr. Kantilal Supersad got up to go and investigate. The intruder attacked the elderly man, hitting him on his head, face, and body. Upon hearing the chilling screams of her husband, the wife came out of the bedroom to help her husband. The victims pleaded to the suspect not to hurt them any more. The suspect, in turn, assaulted the wife of the victim, who is 70 years of age. He dragged her out of the house, threw her on the ground, and started to remove his pants. The injured and helpless grandmother begged the suspect not to rape her. The lady recognized the suspect and said, Gashenge, please don't do this to me. You are like my son. The perpetrator ignored the elderly lady and raped her. The husband and wife have been admitted to hospital and remain in serious condition. The suspect is still at large. A case of robbery, rape, and attempted murder is being investigated. The victim's house looked like a slaughterhouse after the tragic incident. So that was in 2016. These are horrific, and I will just add in here that I think it's it's really amazing that Petrus has devoted, he's dedicated his life at, I'm sure, risk to himself and privation to his family, as you've heard him talk about. It's a great cost to do what he's doing, and Joanne is also fully involved in this. And I think one of the really beneficial things of this is that they are they're trying to appeal to people in South Africa that they need to be united, that they're that these are organized, that they are political. And of course they are using the terrible history of South Africa to turn whites against blacks, blacks against whites. So that is what Joanne shared. They also sent me their website. It is a long name. I will spell it out, and then I will put the link at the top of all the links I supply will be Petros' website. And that is https colon forward slash forward slash p-s-i-t-h-o-a-f-m dot w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com forward slash p-p-s-s-t-o-p-f-a-r-m-m-u-r-d-e-r-s so it's a Wix site p-p-s stop farm murders and you can find out when you look at this about this organization, he said, I am Petros Zito, an activist against farm murders and to ensure food security for all South Africans. I have been active since 2018, making the South African public aware of the slaughter of the country's farmers and the farm workers. I was the first person to interview victims of farm attacks, whether they were white, black, colored, Indian, or Khoisan. My mission is to stop all attacks against farmers of all races by attempting to engage with the South African government in order to stop these attacks. 
I want the South African government to acknowledge and agree that these attacks and killings happen. And there are a lot of links to videos and articles on this website. Well, I've got something that the world 